It's a pleasure to be here. We know when I'm speaking here, it's almost like you're, you're speaking among a lot of co-workers. There's so many people uh, in the church here that are involved in different ministries, have their own ministries, are involved in other ministries. So it, it's a, a real challenge, but it's also exciting uh, to share about what God's doing in our part of the world with, with co-workers. Um, I was also reflecting that... Um, I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed over the years that there's quite a few people of German descent here um, in the church. Um, I probably have some of that in me, but it's mostly Norwegian, I think. But it was just uh, a little over, I don't know, close to 35 years ago that I was sitting um, in a chapel service, Manny, um, at Liberty University. It was Liberty Baptist College uh, back then. And a missionary named Robert Knudsen was speaking. And uh, this fine Norwegian has served many years in, um, in, the, in the foreign fields. And it was, it was the funniest thing. Just, just as he was speaking, it was just, it was just as, as clear as possible to me that that's what I wanted. That's what I should do. That's what I wanted to do. And that's kind of what God had for me was to serve in a foreign land, learn, a, I guess, a foreign language, and live among people that, that I didn't grow up with in a different culture, and share about Jesus Christ. And it's just amazing how God calls each of us in a different way, at a different time, uh, to different ministries. But um, it's always a privilege to share about how God is working currently um, in our lives. Uh, apologize, my wife Marcia is not here today. She's back in Japan. Um, she, our international beginning, new beginning preschool is continuing on, doing very well, and um, she's leading that staff there. We'll speak a little bit about that later. And, um, and then I'd like to, to put a couple faces and names to the third chapter of Second Peter. So before that, I'd like to take you on a little uh, whirlwind tour, five-minute tour uh, to Shimonoseki, Japan. And since I was here last year, what God's done this past year in Shimonoseki, I'd like to show you um, through video. So, if you would, please. Yes, God is my witness. God is my witness. I give you my witness. God is my witness. I give you my pledge. I give you my pledge. Yes, I'm not. Yes, I'm I'm Yes, Samatotomari Shinde. 
イエス様と共に死んでイエス様と共によみがえりますイエス様と共に十字架に死んでイエス様と共によみがえって新しい命を持ちますイエス様と共によみがえります父子聖霊の皆によってバプテスを授けしますイエス様と共に死んでイエス様と共に蘇りますイエス様と共に死んでイエス様と共に蘇りますイエス様と共に死んでイエス様と共に蘇りますイエス様と共に死んでイエス様と共に蘇りますでこれがまあ一つの問題がねたくさんのお母さんたちがいるで純粋兄弟亡くした子供とそして殺してしまった忠実なウリアですねおそらく死ぬまで覚えてたんですね What? So let's look, look at the word fictional So fake Yeah, fake Good, good Fake, so not real, right? So A heavy stone in front of the door Jesus isn't inside? For God so loved the world, God's Son. Jesus! <laughs> And what did Jesus do? He died on the cross. What is that? Bible. Bible. Who wrote the Bible? Jesus! That's right. And how long was Jesus inside of the grave? Three? Yes, three days. And on the morning of the third day, what happened? Open. That's right. The stone rolled away. And who came out of the grave? Jesus. Jesus.
It's been quite a year. Um, I don't know, for some reason though, uh, a lot of our new converts have a lot of neck problems. I don't know if could have something to do with our small baptismal uh, pool. But um, I, I was reminded, and obviously this isn't in my notes, but if you ever get a chance and you're on YouTube, look up pro wrestler baptisms. And uh, there's a pastor, a former pro wrestler that became a pastor, and he does some wild baptisms. It's kind of reminded that I was looking on the ocean as they went down one after another. But it... Uh, 0.4% of the population of Japan is Christians. 99.6% of the population of Japan does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They're not Christians. So for even in this, this past year to see you know, so many people come to know Christ and, and, and take the step of baptism is really, really thrilling to us. And uh, just a drop in the bucket... But we thank you so much for, for continuing to pray for us. And it's always, a, each one of those uh, dear Japanese to come to know Christ, it's a, it's a true miracle. And uh, I'm so thankful that God is patient with us and he's patient with them. If you would look very quickly with me to Second Peter, Second Peter chapter 3. I know if Pastor Roy was here this morning, he would want me to speak as long as I possibly could. So we'll spend just a little bit of time here in Second uh, Peter chapter 3. Uh, I mentioned that actually I was in Lynchburg, Virginia um, about the same time Pastor Roy was there uh, for Ryan's graduation uh, this spring. I'd just gotten back and was actually speaking at several churches there. Didn't actually run into him there, uh, but was at least in the same city. Second Peter chapter 3, I would like to direct your eyes to verse 8. Actually, I'll read from verse 4. They will say, where is this coming, he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forgot that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I ask that in the next few minutes you would allow me uh, the freedom and the ability by your Holy Spirit to, to share your word, to share what you are and, and, and what we believe you will do in Shimonoseki and for each of our personal lives, each and every one here, 
that they would even further understand and remember or come to know your patient, patient, deep and eternal love. And I pray this in, in Jesus' name. Amen. In reading this particular passage, I'm reminded that if one day is like a thousand years in God's eyes, then what must 33 years be like? Just like a second, like a minute. Uh, over the past 33 years, my mind cannot even remember all the different experiences, both good and bad, the victories, the defeats, the, the great times, the bad times. Just so many things fill my heart and fill my mind, and yet it, it was just, just a blink of an eye, that time has passed. The scripture says here, Peter reminds us that God's timing, God's clock, and our clock are two totally different things. And, and I, I guess the reason that it's, it's so strongly stated here is because it's, really hard, it's not hard for us to hear it and kind of understand it. It's really hard to remember it in daily activities. As things occur uh, around us or inside of us, as different circumstances that affect us personally occur, everything's instantaneous. Everything's urgent. But yet, as we take a step back and we look at how God looks at things, he has a different calendar, a different clock. And as is commanded here, for us not to forget this one thing. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. And he is, but he is not slow keeping his promises. In other words, <coughs> for that need that we've been praying about for years, or that person you or I have been praying about for months, for that special thing that, that's always in your heart that you're just pleading with God that, that he would either take away or he would add or he would give or he would heal or he would help or he would change things or change me or change someone. Or that Bible verse that, that God has used to, to, to enlighten you and to, to give you a special faith towards someone or something. He's not slow in answering that. He will answer it for his glory, for his good, and in his timing. And it's commanded here for us to remember that. So that tells me from my experience, and it helps me to probably guess that probably in your experience as well, there's just some things in your life or some things in your ministry or some things in your family or some things in your personal life that it always seems like it just is not going to happen or things aren't happening soon enough or why is this happening? Why is it turning out this way and not that way? We have things like that in our experience. And the great news is it's okay. God 
in his timing will perfectly, perfectly and wonderfully answer our prayers and work in our lives. He's patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish. With that promise, Marcia and I, uh, along with uh, Tasha, who is j- just newly born, went to Japan. And over the past 33 years, it, it's been quite a journey. As you learn a, a new language, get accustomed to, to a new culture. And I was told before I went to Japan to, to expect that if you are able to last over a couple years... And you could even, quote, make a career of it if you could even see a handful of Japanese truly convert to Christianity and begin following Christ. That would be a wonderful and amazing thing. I certainly believe that. We were so surprised at God's calendar. As we began studying Japanese, God began to bring people into our lives through a series of events, a series of of, of happenings that were seeking after God. And as I look back right now, I can count over 800 Buddhists that have come to know Jesus Christ there in Shimonoseki since we've been there. That, praise the Lord. And each and every one have a, a, a face, a name, and a story. And a special happiness, special things that, that, that God did. And um, I think back to, to the, oh, I can't believe that happened moments. Or what are we going to do now moments. I remember when a bank sent a representative to our, to our church and he wanted to speak to me. And I remembered we were a little bit behind in payments. And I thought, I wonder what he wants to speak to me about. And it turns out that, that he was sending, that the bank had sent representatives to our church because they wanted us to purchase a prime piece of property in the middle of Shimonoseki that they had heard about our ministry vision and they thought would help us reach the city of Shimonoseki for Christ. Where does that come from? I think of as we were thinking of moving locations because we were, so many believers were starting to gather in our home. And then it turns out that 20 years before that, out on an ocean, the owner of our house that we were renting had an encounter with God where he almost died and, and he looked up to heavens and in the midst of a big storm in the ocean, drowning his version of God, I guess, but he said, if you'll just help me, I'll do whatever, I'll do something good, just help me. And, and he was miraculously saved from that situation. Twenty-some years later, through a conversation that we had, he took that as God saying to him, now you pay back. And that became our house. Hundreds were saved in that house. And it became the, the, the jumping pad for our uh, church in Kawanak in our main location there. Before we even got to Shimonoseki, you talk about one day is like a thousand years. It even goes back before. Almost everything that we're involved in in Shimonoseki 
as far as a local church ministry, as far as missionary work, and, and I would gather that would be almost any ministry anywhere in the world, is involved in making relationships. Will this help us maintain or make new relationships? Will we be able to share something about God uh, through this? Or will this just be an activity? Will this just take time? Will this just take money? And that's kind of how we think through things as to what we're going to do. If you would happen to, to come, and some of you have, you've served in, in Shimonoseki. Did you see that last slide there of the church with that nice big lit up cross on the, on the roof there? Um, that was painted by, by you guys. People took their lives in their hand and got up on that roof and, and painted that. There's tens of 20,000s of people every week that drive past that cross. And there are people that come to our church. There are people that have become Christians and serve in our church today because that cross was lit up and God used that to say in their heart, if you want to find God, go there and ask questions. Reminded of a, a young man. His name is Taiga. Not tiger, taiga. means big ocean. And he worked at the, the, at the um, little convenience store that's about 100 meters away from where our church is. And um, he had some things in his life that were very troubling to him from a broken home and, and just in confusion. And as he, as he walked home from, from working at that convenience store every day, he would walk past the cross, the lit up cross. And um, he decided one day, I'm going to go and see, and see what that's all about. So he came into our service and, and we got to know him a little bit. Several months later, the word of God penetrated into his heart and he began to understand, one, that he wasn't just there by chance, God had, there was a God and God had created him. God had created him in his own image so that he'd have a soul, that, he, that he'd have a, a life, a, a, a purpose in life, and that he could walk with God and he had special talents and gifts that, that he could use to, to serve God and, to, and to, to live this life. And he accepted Christ and he was baptized um, out at the ocean. Big Ocean is his name. Big Ocean was baptized out at the ocean in a big ocean. And um, he's now in our, in our worship team. He's our, not our one and only, but close to our one and only IT guy. Very important. And uh, I meet with him two to three times a week. Bible study, discipleship, and he has a vision to serve God. You know that it's interesting to me that we'd actually met him many years before. And I'm sure in an in indirect way we kind of prayed for him. Way back in the 1990s uh, we had some college students that came out to do a summer, uh, a summer ministry with us for a couple weeks. And we asked some of our English students or people that knew people that maybe spoke some English um, if they'd be willing to do a homestay. And one of the people we were introduced to was Tiger's dad and mom. They later divorced, unfortunately, but um, 
the, the, the college students stayed in that home and got to know Tiger a little bit and got to know the family a little bit. And then nothing for 15, 20 years. Absolutely, absolutely no indication that something special was happening. Absolutely no indication that that home stay was fruitful in any way. And one day, Tiger walks into our church and he'd had a little inclination way back when seeing something about God being prayed to and being talked about and these students came over and it, it, there was a seed in his heart and 20-some years later, he became a Christian. I think of that name, I think of Tiger, I see his face and I go back to Second Peter chapter 3 and I see in verse 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. What it says is, God wants, God desires everyone, every human being to convert to Christianity. He wants every human being to receive forgiveness of sins, to believe in the resurrected Jesus Christ and walk with him until the day they die and they're taken to eternal heaven. He desires that for everyone, but so many people don't know that. So many people haven't heard that. And I know in our particular situation, unless they hear it in their land, in their life, in their lifestyle, in their words, in their situation, it's not going to make sense. In the early 1990s, we had been in Shimonoseki just a little while, and we had our English conversation classes going uh, full steam. Why is Tony always talking about English conversation classes? What's that all about? Japanese are attracted to conversational English. It's a sign of the times. Because of the internet, international business, how society is changing, they need to be able to speak English. And uh, there's, not very, there's not a huge percentage of Japanese who can speak conversational English well. It's changing now as they begin English conversation even in the local schools but they're way behind in that in Asia. So if you have cheaper English conversation classes and natives to teach that, they're interested. As we meet that need, we get a chance to introduce what's important to us, not only the English conversation, but Jesus Christ. Young college student was, was attending our English conversation classes and I would have a chapel every month and, and, and we'd have Bible times after every class. And her name was Yukiko. Uhara. I'm going to ask you next year if you remember that name. So, um, Yukiko is very interested in the Bible times. She was a college student and, and her eyes just kind of, they, you'd, you'd see them and think, she's really tracking. And I can remember several times thinking, she's going to trust Christ. She's going to become a Christian. And she never quite did. Then she graduated, moved on. Went to England for a couple of months. I think she was in America for a couple of months and then spent many years in Tokyo as an insurance agent. 
Occasionally, I would see her on Facebook, see a picture or maybe some event that she was and kind of wonder, because I knew where her house was and every time I drew pa drove past her house, I wondered how, you know, whatever happened to her. Put that aside for a second. Also many years ago, a church out of um, Springfield, Virginia, sent a work team during the summer to, to, to do a camp for us. And one of the young men you know, that was involved in that had grown up in Japan. And he'd gone, but he ended up graduating from high school and going to college in America. And he, just, and he ended up staying in America and worked for a company. And he had visited out. He'd become a Christian in America and helped with that team and then went back. And he also was a Facebook friend. And uh, last year during the fall, I noticed a lot of his um, comments on Facebook were like really deeply hurting, depressed sort of comments. So I just wrote him, hadn't written him, in, written him in years, asked what's going on. And he said, really bad times. He said, um, uh, my fiance uh, is probably going to die. We were getting ready to get married and she was hit by a car on a bicycle. Her head just exploded. Her bones broken. Uh, she's been in the hot intensive care for a couple weeks and it, it doesn't look good. And um, his fiance was from Japan, so I said, well, certainly be praying for you. And um, he wrote back and he said, actually, that Japanese, her name is Yukiko and you know her. Yukiko? That Yukiko. And she, how's she doing now? Well, they had removed the top half of her skull and were trying to do doing different procedures and surgeries to, to somehow stem the bleeding and, and try to save her life. And after a couple of weeks, there was some stability. Her mom was called in from Japan. And um, eventually, they were able to reattach the top half of the skull. And it wasn't looking very good for the rest of her life. So they decided to get her back to Japan. And once she stabilized enough to get her back to Japan, paid a lot of money to, to, to get her transported back to Japan to Shimonoseki. And her mom, who I'd never met up to that point, um, I was able to get in contact with. And um, she came to our church um, on a Saturday morning, I think. And, and as I got out of the car and I figured, oh, that must be Yukiko's mom, she just broke down weeping. And gave me a big hug and, and, and said, thank you for praying and, and, and I feel the power of prayer. And I went in and talked to her and she took me to the hospital. Now this is, of course, is a Buddhist family. And um, when I walked in to see Yukiko, she actually remembered who I was. I must really be good looking. Yeah. I, I know I haven't changed that much, so must have been good looking back then. But um, she was able to talk a little bit. I figured as part of maybe rehabilitation, give me a reason to be there. I speak to her half in English, half in Japanese. And um, talked to her mom. And they were just, you know, heartbroken. But as she was struggling for life, she was doing some sort of rehabilitation, and I just decided to go almost every day. So for the next three months, almost every day for an hour or so, I went and visited her, prayed with her, shared scripture with her, and her mom was there also. 
Several weeks into that, Yukiko said, how can I become a Christian? And I, and I thought back to 20-some years ago when I said, Yukiko, would you like to become a Christian? Just wasn't there. As Yukiko began praying to receive Christ, I heard another voice in the room that started to pray. It was her mom praying to receive Christ. She didn't have a whole lot of background, but she was praying to receive Christ. And uh, went back on many follow-up visits, and then her mom started to do a Bible study with us. It was right around Easter, after our Easter service, her mom came to our service and talked to some other Christians. And we, we met on Monday morning with, with another lady to say the scripture. And she came in and she said, Pastor, I'm ready. If you ask me, do I want to pray to receive Christ today? I can do it understanding and wanting to do it. Would you like to pray? Absolutely. So we knelt down to pray. I got a leg cramp, stood up very quickly, walked around for a while, then got back down on my knees, and she prayed to receive Christ. Twenty-some years after that college student looked at me and said, not interested, not ready to do that. When I read not slow concerning his promises, I think 20 years that's a long time. With God, just a, just a blip of time. The neat thing about this is that on July 7th, Yukiko is going to be baptized in the ocean. Another neat thing is, a few hours ago, both Yukiko and her mom walked in and able to, to sing and praise and worship both of them as believers in Christ, attended together our service there in Shimonoseki for the first time. A half a year ago, there was no hope. A half a year later, a new life in Christ. Two new lives in Christ. And I'm reminded again, yes, God is patient. He, he just loves us so much and he loves me and he loves you so much you don't have to be in Japan to experience that love you don't have to be Japanese to experience this truth it's God's promise to all of us and God's desire is not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to Christ because the day of the Lord is coming I don't know how much time you have left on your table. I don't know how much time I have left um, on this earth in, in ministry-wise. I hope it's a long time. But I do know this. There's nothing like serving Christ and getting to see in real time how God answers Scripture. And I just throw out a challenge. As I said, so many of you are already ministering full-time in different ministries. Maybe some of you aren't. But wouldn't it be something if even today there was one or two or three or four or five of you that God said, you know all those things I've done in your life? How about taking those experiences? 
How about stepping out from the comfortable life just, just a, a little bit and serving me in a new and special way for a couple years? Well, I have this and that and, and I can't give that sacrifice. Yes, you can. And God blesses you a hundredfold for it. And he enriches everything that you have even at this point. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. If you would like to know more about Bethesda Church, you can check us out on the web by going to our website, which is BethesdaMB.org. That's Bethesda, M as in Mary, B as in boy, dot org. Or check us out on Facebook by searching for Bethesda Church of Huron. Have a blessed day.